As a business and leadership mentor, wife, and mom, I know that building a legacy business as a high-performing female entrepreneur can be overwhelming when you play many demanding roles in your life. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. You can be a powerful, high performer in your career, plus enjoy a fulfilling marriage and be a great mom all at the same time. Join me and my guests every week to get the inside scoop on what it really looks like to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. Hey, hey, it's Megan here. Welcome back to another episode of the Built to Last show. This is one of our solo episodes. I love planning for these and recording these solo episodes because I get to talk about some of the my favorite topics, but also some really hot topics that I'm hearing a lot of buzz about from clients, from my audience, community, and just seeing what people are talking about on social media as a whole and observing that. And that's where I come up with a lot of my content topics for the show. So I think you're really going to enjoy this one. There's been a conversation that has been had for many, many years in the coaching and online expert space. And that is that so few people are getting the results that are being promised by the offer they are buying. And this is not a new conversation, although it's a very loud conversation that many folks are having in particular on social media and then also behind closed doors when they are getting together with each other to share their experiences, good and bad. I've been in the coaching space for the past 11 years, and I was hearing about this 11 years ago when I first entered into this space. The difference is that more people are using social media. More people have had these experiences multiple times where they have had a you know, they've had an experience in a program that just was not up to par and, or they also were sold something that wasn't delivered and, or they were in a program that did not deliver the results or the promise that the program made, meaning the client didn't, or that particular person didn't get the results. People are uh, much more courageous now to go talk about their experiences. Because at this point, I don't think I've ever spoken to someone in the last few years that has not had a bad experience or bad taste in their mouth about the coaching industry, the course industry, group coaching programs, that whole space. Nobody that I've talked to has had only one bad experience. They have purchased many different courses and programs and have invested multiple five figures, some six figures, and maybe either none of their experiences have been good experiences, or maybe one of those experiences have been a good experience. And again, I've been in this industry for 11 years. I have a background in public education. My master's, my well, my undergrad is in business administration, business management, I think. And Then I immediately went into the teaching profession and took me two years to get a master's degree in teaching. And in my 20s, I was a high school business education teacher in the classroom and also taught online high school for North Carolina virtual public schools. There, I believe there were two years of overlap, two or three years of overlap where I was doing both of those jobs and they were both almost full-time hours. And then when I left the physical classroom, I hung on to my 
online teaching job for a couple of years when I was a new mom and then got into the coaching space. And a couple of years of running my own business, I decided that I wanted to go work behind the scenes for a very large scale, very well-known brand in the coaching industry. And that's where I was the director of, we'll just call it the director of client success or client success manager, client success leader, where I was running group coaching programs that had up to 300 clients in it. And at any given time, I was directing four programs at once. They were all year-long coaching programs. And so was managing more than 500 of our clients at one time, and then built my own small team of three to four members that I, that I was, they were my, uh, or I was their direct report. So had a leadership position there and then left that at the end of 2016, rebooted my own business at the beginning of 2017, and then have been back in it now on my own for we're going on, I believe that would be six years, 2017 through the end of 2022 is about six years. So I have seen a lot. I've taken a lot of programs myself. I've invested multiple six figures in taking courses and programs and working with coaches and consultants. And I would say the the two biggest and I think most profound experiences I've had, which allows me to consult coaches, consultants, and experts in our space now. It is my education background in the public school system and teaching my own classroom and creating curriculum. And then the experience I had working for a many multiples of seven figure business in this industry and getting to really have my hand in just about every department in a company of that size and scale, developing the position that I filled. Um, before I filled that position, it didn't exist in this particular company. So I really developed it with the CEO um, and founder of the company. And then getting to witness and observe over a thousand of our clients through the course of three and a half, four years, go through our program. And you observe a lot. You learn a lot when you are in that seat in a company. So That is where so much of my experience and expertise comes from. And now I'm seeing and hearing, not for the first time, really for 11 years, so much conversation, a lot of heated conversations around clients not getting results. Um, You know, a lot of discussion around some of these higher seven and eight figure companies that are teaching and leading people to wherever, you know, they've, they're running courses, they're running group coaching programs, they have memberships, they are, they're making promises, they're making a lot of money, but sometimes it's the ones that are making the most money where the clients are having the worst experience. Now, I, I want to make a distinction here. There is a really big difference between your clients in your programs getting results, meaning they are reaching the result that they say they want entering into your program. They are getting the result that your program is promising. There's a difference between that and your clients being satisfied. Now, a client satisfaction level is probably going to increase if they are and when they are seeing the results and achieving the success that they wanted upon entering into your program. But you can have clients who get incredible results who are still very dissatisfied with their overall experience in the program. So there is a difference between clients getting results and clients having a world-class experience 
It's both of those that are impacting your client satisfaction score. It's both of those two big things that will compel a client to really get to this level of loyalty and advocacy where loyalty meaning they're going to take everything that you put in front of them and they're going to they want to be with you for the long haul. They want to stick stick with you for years. Advocacy is where that client is the same client who reaches a level of loyalty. They become an advocate where they're essentially doing invisible marketing for you that you're not paying for. You know, it's just like if you go see a movie that was incredible or you eat in a, at a restaurant that was incredible or you go on a vacation and stay at a hotel that was incredible. You don't even have to be asked about your experience. You go talk about it on social media immediately. You talk about it while you're there. You post pictures of yourself and talk about how amazing it is. And then when you get home, you talk about the experience again. And anybody who will listen to you, you tell them about your experience and they should go see it too. They sh- you should go see the movie too. You should go eat at this restaurant too. You should go stay at this place and vacation here too, because my experience was so incredible, right? So you want your clients to get to this level of loyalty and advocacy. And again, the two things, the two big pillars that play a role in your client getting to that place is are they getting the results that they desired upon entering into the program? Are, are they hitting the success that they say they want? Are you helping them do that? And are they having a, an experience that is going to compel them to want to continue the journey with you? Both of those things are playing into their level of, level of satisfaction. So what I want to cover today, we're going to stick to talking about the importance of client results today. And as a business owner who is also providing a service, you've got to think about this and approach it from two angles or two perspectives. One perspective is the business perspective. You have to be thinking about dollars and cents. You have to be thinking about what you're getting paid how much money you're making, what your expenses are, how much money you're putting away for taxes, and how much you have left over for profit. It's the profit that is allowing you to reinvest, either reinvest back in your business, invest in things in your personal life. And ultimately, it's the profit that you are using to invest in other wealth wealth building modalities, whatever that is. If you want to go, you know, I'm really interested in real estate. So I would be using some of my profit to invest in real estate. Um, I have really big goals of creating an entrepreneurial school for teenagers who do not want to go the route of traditional college. I'm going to use the profit from my business to invest in those other things. It's, it's not the taxes. It's not the money that I'm using for taxes. It's going to build those things for me. It's not the my business expense bucket. That's not paying for it. And the money that I, my own salary is not paying for those things. It's the profit. And it's this profit piece that I'm seeing the majority of business owners that I work with and, and connect with and speak to, they're not even taking that profit. They're not taking profit into consideration. So a lot of what we're going to talk about today from a client result perspective, it is 
about money and you need to be thinking really smart about what is going to make your company more money and what is going to ultimately make your company more profit. And then the other side of it is what is actually leading to your clients getting real results. Because if if your clients don't get real results, then you're not meeting your financial goals. Or you will hit your financial goals for a little while, but because social media is so loud and so accessible, and because people are so much more courageous to go out and talk about their experience, after a while, it catches up to you if too few of your clients are getting results. And in the in the course and group coaching online expert industry, the average is 2 to 3% of clients completing the program. And if most clients are not getting the results, the program is promising if they're not completing the program. So we're talking that that 2 to 3% gets thrown around a lot. It's the completion rate of the program. Completion rate, like they started it, they finished it. That's what that statistic is. And again, if your students are not completing the program, more than likely they're not getting results. And if they're not completing the program, then you're not getting repeat customers. So if only 2 to 3% on average of your customers are completing, then you are having to go out and acquire new clients like a crazy person. And oh, by the way, lead acquisition, client acquisition is nine times up to nine times more expensive than keeping an existing client so that they're renewing or re-enrolling in a particular program in your ecosystem. So the goal is to extend the lifetime value of your client. So when it comes to client results, you want to consider a few things. I'm going to start with the side on you know, the way that you're constructing and leading your group programs or your courses, your certification programs, your masterminds, any program that is a one-to-many offer. Okay, that's what we're talking about here, a one-to-many offer. It could be one-on-one as well. I came up with five things that I want to cover today that will increase your clients getting better results, which is going to also, and everything I'm going to share is also going to increase their level of satisfaction. This is not a complete list. This is only five and they are not in any particular order. So number one, what contributes to the overall experience for the client is your ability to build community and not just build community. So I think there's a a bit of a misconception around community. Community is not you filled a program with 50 people and, you know, 50 of those people are showing up on Zoom calls every single week. That does not equal community. Community does not equal, you've got a Facebook group or a Slack channel or a Telegram channel where all of your clients exist and you've pulled them together and it's this private place where, you know, only only they get access to it. That does not equate to community. What equates to community is your ability to facilitate real lasting connections among your client base. And that is your job as the leader. And it's the job of your client delivery team. So if you're at a certain level in your business, um, in particular, I'd say if you are above $500,000 a year, for sure. And if we don't look at money and we look at numbers, if you have more than 30 clients in a program, you need at least one person who is supporting the delivery of the program. 
who is supporting the tracking and measuring and of client progress and results, someone who is in a support role with your client. So that person would also be partially responsible for cultivating a culture of community in your program. The more people feel connected and like they belong, the, they don't want to leave the community. And at a certain point, once someone has been with you for you know a couple of years, they're not coming back just for you. They're largely coming back because they don't want to not be part of that community. And people will at that point just pay to be part of the community. And of course, they'll still, they'll get a lot out of what you're offering. So community is number one. Number two, you want to have an absolutely stellar onboarding process. Your onboarding process makes or breaks your client retention. So a lot of folks think that an onboarding process is fill out a welcome packet or an intake form, um, send out a few emails in a row over the course of a week or two, tell people you know the 18 things that they need to know to get started in your program, let people know about the schedule, give them a calendar link to add all the calls to their schedule and host an orientation call. And that's what most people are doing and they call it their onboarding process. That is part of an onboarding process, but it's a very small portion of an onboarding process. And I know why people do it that way. It's because that's the example that they've been shown in the other programs that where they have been a client. The onboarding process typically, depending on how long your program is, is going to last for weeks up to the first 90 days of the program. So two things here. Your clients are deciding whether or not they're going to stay with you long-term or if they're going to jump ship pretty fast based on your ability to craft an incredible onboarding process. Your client is making that decision at that point in the program. They're not waiting until the end of the program when you decide to do a renewal call with them to decide if they're going to stay or go. They, They decided that long ago. You're the one who missed the boat on that. So the onboarding process is helping them make that decision. You're really setting the tone for your culture and the sense of belonging. You're finding out what your clients are considering a success. And then you're also doing number my number three in your onboarding process. This is something that I see almost no one do. I've, I've rarely seen this done well or at all. And number three is every single one of your clients, even in a group, even in a course, if you want them to stick around longer, is every single one of your clients should be on a client success plan. Now, there's a particular template that I have that my clients get access to, and especially my consulting clients that I I go into their million and multi-million dollar programs, and I do a whole assessment and audit, and then we put all these pieces in place to increase the lifetime value of a client and client retention and client results which impacts their bottom line. And I do a lot of training with their team on how to utilize these different tools. And the client success plan is one of those. And ultimately what your client success plan is doing is it's showing your entire team who the client is, what their goals are, how they are measuring their success, where the gaps are, where the risks are, and how the team needs to support them long-term. And then you or someone on your team is tracking along with the client using the client success plan throughout the entirety of the program. This is a game changer in your program delivery. And it's also going to increase the likelihood of your clients getting results. Number four is 
you know, make sure you go through your entire program curriculum, look through what you're asking your clients to do that is leading them to getting the result that you are promising your program is going to help them achieve. So let's say your program is 12 months long. You might have a certain milestone that your clients reach at the end of every month. You know, like every 30 days that they're in your program, they should be hitting some sort of milestone. If you've got a 90-day program, your clients should be hitting a certain milestone every single week of the program. For example, one of my coaches that I've worked with in the past, his name is Adam Rabansky. He has a program called Rev Up Your Rev Up Your Revenue Intensive. I have done that program a couple of times. It's 90 days. And the premise of the program is that each client sets a big, hairy, audacious financial goal that they would like to reach in the 90 days. And then we track our sales, our sales calls, our closed sales, our cash flow, and our revenue in a spreadsheet every single week of the program. So by the end of every week, you have to go in and put in all your numbers. So every week, it's a 12-week program. So if you want to hit your financial goal, ideally, your milestone every week is that you're making about 10% of your goal every single week in the program. So if you get into week four and you're only at 10% of your goal, then you're a little bit behind. So then he creates different ways to help move clients to the milestones. He has certain accountability measures in place to check to see if clients are are hitting their milestones or not. And then he has certain things in place to support the client if they're not reaching the milestone. Just like if you were a teacher, like I was, we would do that with all of our students. It's sort of like we weren't letting somebody behind. We weren't just like leaving someone behind. We were figuring out what did that student need to get them to the next milestone so that they could get the grade that they wanted or needed in the class in order to pass and graduate. So milestones are really important. Make sure you're building those into your program. It will increase client results and satisfaction. And number five, make sure you have a high integrity enrollment process. If you are charging, I would say $5,000 to $10,000 or more. So your cutoff, like your base is like, somewhere between like five and $10,000. I firmly believe this is one of the big principles I believe in for you to have a successful company long-term and to increase the lifetime value of your client. You have to have the right clients in your program. And I believe in having an application and enrollment process versus just letting people go to a sales page and buy. Because one of the biggest reasons why your clients don't get the results, one of the reasons why you do not retain more of them One of the reasons why you have a higher churn rate, one of the reasons why you do not have a larger lifetime value of a client or they don't stay in your ecosystem longer is because you let the wrong people into your program in the first place. And it's hurting your business tremendously. And it's also hurting those clients. I see this happen all the time. I've seen it happen for 11 years. Most people should go do something else first before they join your program. You need to be sure you know what that is. Be very clear on that. So those five things are going to increase your client results and satisfaction. And then a couple of things to consider. Now, all of those, everything I just shared is designed to help your clients get better results and have higher satisfaction scores for their experience in your program. All of that combined is going to impact your bottom line. 
It's going to impact your revenue. It's going to impact your monthly recurring cash flow. It's going to drastically impact your profit because remember, it's nine times more expensive to acquire a client than it is to keep a client in your ecosystem for over and over and over again. So your profit and your ability to make more profit from one individual client is going to compound over time the longer a client is with you. We're not trying to keep clients just to keep clients because we think they, you know, we're trying to make them, we're not trying to help them actually get better. Like I'm not saying that, that'll be another conversation, but from a business perspective, you do need to have a business model where clients can stay with you for a relatively you know, a longer period of time than just like 90 days, right? Like if, if the longest your clients could possibly stay with you is 90 days, you're in a constant perpetual cycle of relying on extremely incredible lead generation, which is costing you dearly. And you might be lucky if you are getting by and breaking even, right? So you got to think differently about the structures and the business model. So a couple of things to think about here from the business perspective to increase your profits, raise your prices, right? Like I'm going to go through these pretty fast, raise your prices. It is the fastest, easiest way. A lot of people are very afraid to raise their prices because they think clients will leave or they think they won't make as many sales, but the opposite could possibly be true. Um, I highly recommend that you test different pricing. This is something that almost no one teaches to test. Everybody teaches, test your Facebook ads, test your copy, test your subject lines to your email, test, 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 test. Who's teaching you to test price points? The only way you're actually going to know if your audience will pay for it or if you can sell it is if you test it. So test out price points. But again, the the bottom line, the easiest way to increase your profit is to raise your rates. Um, Number two, extend your program length. Extend the length of your program. From a business perspective, having your clients work with you longer, you are actually setting them up to have more sustainable success after they're no longer working with you. So if you're doing shorter programs that are 90 days to six months, and you're just teaching people to sell, 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 and then they sold to a bunch of people who weren't the best fit, they didn't sell at high enough prices, and now they're really overwhelmed with their back-end systems, they don't have leadership skills, they don't know how to run a team, they don't have an integrator, they have none of that, it could all come crashing down on them. And this is a place where I see an industry as a whole, our industry is really doing a disservice to people because we're shortening our program length to attract a certain kind of client, but are we actually setting that client up for success on the other side of that? And that's a question that only you can answer. Um, The other way to be thinking about client results from a business and monetary perspective is give people other things to buy in your ecosystem. It, you know, I'm a really firm believer in get to about a million dollars with one offer because you want to perfect that offer and then start adding other offers on and give people other ways to work with you. And keep in mind that the name of the game to increase your cash flow, your profits and your revenue, especially your monthly recurring revenue and profit and or cash flow. The answer is not actually constantly doing more legion and more legion and more legion. It's figuring out how to keep your clients longer through helping them get better results, increasing their satisfaction score, 
and designing your programs and your business model and your entire ecosystem so that you're making it possible for your company to have monthly recurring revenue month over month and year over year from the exact same client. So you got to be you got to think about this from the business perspective and also from the service perspective. If you loved this episode, if you got any value at all from this episode, I would love for you to share it out so that we can get the word out to other business owners just like you who could benefit from the content that we're sharing here. And if you have any suggestions for us, if you would love to share what golden nugget you got out of today's episode, be sure to leave us a review so that I can read those. And we'll give you a shout out on Instagram as well and post your review. So we would so appreciate that. It helps us out a ton. And if you would love to inquire about working together, please send me an email at info at structuredfreedom.com. Until next time, remember to design a business and life that is built to last. Thank you so much for tuning into the Built to Last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.